So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 302 for June 13th, 2021. My name is Nathan Reitens-Bruth, and joining me this week, we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk, Besh. So what? We paint Warhammer. So what? We play D&D. That's about it. That's all we do. Uh, And uh, joining me late this week, we have Andrew Oro McFain. Hello, I'm back from the Taco Bell. Uh, and we're just going to skip through all of this. Uh, where can we find you guys? Aroa.website. Perfect. You can find me at Aroa.website as well and Reeton everywhere. If you just do a Google search for Reeton, you'll find me. You'll find Criminal Records mugshots. It'll be great. Uh, so <laughs> what games have you played this week, Cyberpunk Monk? Oh, man. I have played Pavlov. And let me tell you guys, Pavlov, they're doing some work on it. I don't think it's as good as back when Pavlov had its most recent golden age, but it's getting close. First off, they have driving. You can drive ATVs, and it's fun oh, as heck. Oh, shit. Um, it's not like hand-tracking driving. You still got to use the controller. However, they have cars, which are hand-tracking driving, which is fun as shit. Uh, I played a whole bunch of zombie maps. They are porting over every Call of Duty zombie map, and it's fun as shit. <laughs> Uh, they're working on the Halo maps. I played in Blood Gulch with actual Halo-like weapons. And it was fun as shit. We got in the back mm-hmm. of a truck, somebody held a minigun, and that was our Warthog. And you know what, Aroa? You know what, Reeton? It was what? fun as shit. Was it? Good. Good. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Uh, I'm I'm glad Pavlov is getting fun again. There was, there was a while there where it just felt a little stinky. Yeah. Stinky. A little, just a little stinky. Well, hopefully it, it becomes good again. It's getting there. It, it's becoming great again. Good. I also picked up South Park, the Stick of Truth for Nintendo Switch because it was like 11 bucks. And that's been fun. That game came out in like 2014. And I remember living in Chicago when it first came out. And I'm kind of being reminiscent about that time while I play it. Yeah. It's 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 just my I'm gonna play a game before bed for a bit game. I, I cycle through these like once every couple months. Yeah, it's not it was okay. I I just I've never been a huge fan of South Park humor. So it's it's raunchy Paper Mario and I love Paper Mario. Yeah. And but I do wanna say that for a South Park game it is that and uh the fractured butthole uh actually <laughs> actually seems like a a good RP, like they're solid role playing games. Uh, they're just not, they're not the shitty humor... switch ports like the fractured well, hole was. Hell yeah, yeah, and they should be. They're from Obsidian, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, they make more or at least games that are very similar to that. Uh, which apparently we will talk about next week because this week, even though we're on Sunday and uh, we're, we're doing this Sunday the 13th, and some of the E3 stuff has already happened. Uh, we will be covering all of the E3 stuff next week. Uh, did you play right. anything else? Yes. Yeah. Did you Did you cover anything else, Connor? Yes. Uh, Pathfinder. Playing a local game. We're playing as a whole bunch of goblins. That's a whole bunch of fun. And then I have my Warhammer minute to do. So if we could edit in the music right now. Oh. Uh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, as a no, don't don't, don't worry about it. You definitely didn't knock the ball out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I talked two weeks ago that we were finishing off my local campaign. I played six hours of Warhammer on that Sunday. It was so much tabletop game. I was exhausted, like socially. And yeah, I know how I that think goes. There's no better place to get overwhelmed by that. But it was it was crazy. So it was Admech, which is my guys, versus Necrons, which are like these robot Egyptians, versus Thousand Suns, which are Chaos Space Marine Psychers. Um, I ended up getting third in the game. We had sort of this triangle board placement, and they both started the game by looking at all my big destructive robots and going, well, fuck all that. And boy, did my side of the table get blown up quick. Uh, I ended up getting third in the game, but because we're doing a point-based league, I got second in that league. And then Necrons, who have been kicking my ass and everyone's ass all campaign, ended up winning the whole Sheboygan, they, they they got the quadrant. They earned it. Good, good. Uh, well, I'm happy you had fun, even if you lost. Yeah, for my first tournament, my first time really kind of playing Warhammer, I did pretty well. Yep, and uh, I think most of the stuff you do with Warhammer is just painting figurines. I do a whole lot of painting. It is my, my zen moment. Good, good. Uh, did you play anything else? Nope. Not that I could think of. All right, Aroa, let's move over to you. Hey, welcome to the me zone. Yeah, what what games did you play? Um, uh, uh, Resident Evil Eight. How's that going? I'm trying to finish it. Sucks. It doesn't. Uh, just, suck. the, just the factory sucks. Oh, okay. The factory is really shitty uh, and boring. Uh, but now it's over and. The boss fight of that area is fucking wacky as hell. And on one hand, I like it. And on the other hand, God, it's really stupid. I see. Uh, yep. Um, I tried to play through the tutorial of PSO2 New Genesis. Um, it was so laggy that I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. Oh, um, oh, interesting. Which, I I booted it up, but I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. They have, they have addressed. Uh, that with it being because the servers have been overloaded. Um, yeah. So, you know, but the, the combat feels completely different and I'm really interested to see how that ends up playing. Cool. Cool. I, I, I want to get into an MMO. It's just really hard for me. You know, it's just, it's hard to spend so much time in one game and uh, hopefully that I isn't can Final try... Fantasy 11. I have not re-downloaded that, so uh, <laughs> I have not played that game since 2015, actually. So I the old 2015, <laughs> 2015, yeah, and it was already out for 15 years at that point, or 14 years at that point. So, did you play anything else? Anything else notable? Uh, no. Okay, well, we're going to move on to me. Uh, I played some Halo on Monday. We're, we're just, just so the audience knows, we're starting like 40 minutes late. Uh, so My fault. It's all it's Roa's fault. fault. It's, it's all Taco Bell's fault. So uh, I played some Halo on, on Monday, and we're going to talk more about Halo next week So because 
because of some stuff that was announced today that we're not allowed to talk about because of the arbitrary rules that I made. Um, Good anywho, thing I haven't actually read any news anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm I'm okay. Like sometimes I have really good games, and sometimes I have really really bad games, as as you all know. Uh, I've been playing also Celasta, uh, Crown of the Magister, and that is still really good. Um, and and I know last week Cyberpunk Monk wanted to talk about what is it SDR? Is that what it's called? Oh, SRD. It's just SRD. The- the the way that Pathfinder and other games get away with basically using all the rules for D and D without getting sued to oblivion. Oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I did sum that up exactly yeah, rightly. When you looked it up, I was pretty impressed with that. It you got it. Yeah, so it's it's really good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, to the point where on Friday night, typically Monday and Fridays, I play just a random game, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I play whatever game I'm playing through. And I was like, you know what? I just want to play more of Celasta. I'm having a lot of fun with it, even though uh, I feel that the dice rolls are skewed towards the lower dice rolls. Like, I, I, I will miss, like, three or four hits in a row, um, and my guys only have to roll, like, a seven or better to hit these enemies. And then the enemies will just be, like, 16, 17, like, just always rolling super high. And I I don't know if that's a bug or if it's just a a problem with it being me, but judging from uh, from our Pathfinder campaign, uh, Clint Score Classics, which you can listen to on Spotify, uh, judging from that, uh, I would say it's probably just me because I always roll consistently poorly, <laughs> even though uh, I should I should be able to easily hit these things anyway. Uh, that would, so those were basically the two games I played, uh, today I made about, uh, 30 cookies. That was a, that was a good game that I played, which was, uh, I just want to put this in there cause I thought it was funny. Uh, last night my, my significant other texted me that she wanted cookies. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make cookies. So I made like two dozen, maybe a little bit more cookies. Oh yeah. A little bitch boy. And then. She's like, I didn't say I wanted cookies, and I reread it, and she's like, I want cuddles, and so <laughs> I made like two and a half dozen cookies <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I don't know why that's so incredible to me. <laughs> so I made a ton of cookies. Like, they're really that's like a movie or, or like a TV show plot. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, they're really good. Like the cookies were, they they turned out wonderful. Um, they're chocolate chip cookies, so they're they're delicious. Anyway, we're gonna move on to some stories. Uh, our first story, which uh, Roa doesn't want to talk about, but we're doing it anyway because uh, we we've we've covered every one since we started the podcast. So we have to continue on the trend. Uh, the Apple event. Uh, we're just gonna kind of go through this. Apparently, iOS 15 is coming out. Any any big developments in iOS 15? Um, notifications are getting another sort of overhaul, uh, mainly in the form of the focus feature, which I, I have kind of thought is something that mobile devices have needed uh, in, in some capacity. Uh, more or less, it makes it to where. Um, so right now, you have do not disturb. 
Um, and that's pretty much the only way to make your phone not give you notifications. Uh, and then, of course, you can you can individually mute apps. Uh, what focus mode will allow you to do is divide up your notifications into separate profiles uh, so that during different times of day or depending on what location you're at, stuff like that, uh, your notifications will come in depending on those criteria or, or what profile you're in. So if you only want texts from a particular person uh, while you're at work, like like your significant other or whatever, you can do that. Or if you only want it to be where you, or if you want it to be where you don't get work emails while you're at home, you can do that. You can have a home profile, stuff like that. So I do think that's a cool idea. Um, I, I think that that's a huge improvement on the way that, that like screen time is supposed to try to incentivize you to not uh, use your phone. Um, I think that, that's a, that's a way better way of, of going about this sort of thing. Um, there are some new photo features, uh, mainly where it'll the, the photo app will do what uh, Google Photos have done for a really long time, where it looks at uh, text in your photos, and then you can search your photo library for that text, and it'll pull up those photos. Oh, you can um, also co- was... yeah, you can you can copy and paste it, which is again something that Android's been able to do for a long time. Is it? Like yeah. I, I genuinely didn't know if that was a thing or not. Yes. I, I would I yes. like would think that you'd be able to do that, but um yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. Um you, there's some stuff uh with like FaceTime that uh, I don't use FaceTime or any video calling whatsoever. I don't understand people who use video calling, but um, basically FaceTime now lets you like share your music or videos or whatever with the person that you're FaceTiming with. Um, and that's going to be pushed out to like an API that other apps can use. So it'll essentially make media sharing easier. And I am kind of interested to see how that plays out because uh, if it is as seamless as AirPlay is, which is AirPlay is basically Apple's specific uh, Google Chromecast API, um, but it's only for Apple devices, obviously. Uh, if If it works as well as that, but with sending like a video or, or music to a friend, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, assuming that apps actually pick up on it, which uh, not not being somebody who subscribes to Apple Music um, and instead uses Spotify for stuff that I don't have personal library, uh, I'm skeptical because Spotify tends to kind of be one of the last ones to do anything with Apple's proprietary stuff because they just don't like Apple, and I can't blame them for that. Um, yeah, I don't like Apple either, but no. Nah. And you can also uh, now do FaceTime calls with Android users uh, because now you can send a link to a FaceTime call uh, and then open it on anything with a web browser. Which yeah, so... Is, I, I mean, okay. So FaceTime calls with uh, Android and PC, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. Palm OS, of course. Uh, I'm the not web OS. sure that Palm OS has... Uh, html5 support i mean i think it does because 
It, it might. I could be wrong, but the the Palm Pre and the Palm Pixie released in 2011, which is after HTML5 came out. Mm-hmm. It might not. It may not be updated to work, but I, I think they do have HTML5 support. I just the I don't, the yeah. JavaScript engine on those devices may not uh, may not be compatible with WebGL or whatever. That's true, uh, but I gotta go dust off my old Palm Pixie that I don't have anymore. <laughs> I got rid I mean, of it. Hey, you know, I'll I'll check on my on my BlackBerry. We'll see if that works. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, they're they're doing something with the wallet. It says here Apple will soon support ultra wideband in addition to NFC, uh, and is working with states to let you add your driver's license or state ID into the wallet app. Yeah, uh, they actually specifically gave the example of uh, going through like airport security uh, and being able to just kind of hand your phone over and they can do everything from that. Why would you want that instead of the physical card? I don't know. But um, yeah, cyberpunk as fuck, I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, But you know what? I would rather it be a government initiative to just let me pack all of that into some kind of NFC chip that I can then implant in my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want Apple having all that data. Apparently, there is a new ID called a real ID that everyone has to switch over to at some point. Uh, Yeah, Illinois was one of the last ones to do that, and they kept getting shit on over it because Illinois sucks. So is Oregon. Oregon's pretty pretty late on the party on that as well america but, sucks let's yeah be, let's be fair yeah. yeah so they're doing a real id thing it costs a little bit more money and i had a friend who was like ah, i don't know if i'll be able to use it he's like it'll cost more money i'm like you have your passport he's like yeah but it has to be domestically i'm like yeah but you have your passport like your passport will work for everything and he's like well yeah but if i go to another country i'm like you have your passport like they're not <laughs> they're not going to look at your state ID if you're traveling internationally. <laughs> like it took me like fact, 15 they minutes. They won't care about your state ID if you're traveling internationally. Like, yeah. They might not even accept it. Yeah. Like domestically, um, the real ID may be needed, but you should just be able to use your, if you have a passport, you should be able to use that passport to travel domestically too. Like the real ID won't I'm... really matter. Yeah, I'm 99% sure that the passport supersedes your state ID in, like, every situation. Exactly. Anyway, just so you know, if, you, if you're if you looking at the IDs, I would say still get a real ID. I know it costs, like, 30 bucks more, um, but just get the real ID. Uh, but if you have a passport and you're worried about traveling, uh, don't worry about it. You're Your passport's going to work for everything that you need. Um, let's move on. iOS... I'm sorry, iPad OS 15 turns the iPad into a better multitasker. Uh, I guess. Cool. Yeah, it, it uh, essentially adds this new thing called a shelf um, that I haven't seen uh, many details on. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't uh, watched the actual keynote because quite honestly, I just don't care anymore. Um but I guess it makes it to where you can switch between apps more efficiently. Now that I look at this uh, screenshot here, it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, multiple desktop feature um, in macOS, 
in terms of visual design. Uh, essentially, all your apps get dropped down at the bottom of the screen where like your dock would normally be or your taskbar in Windows, and you can switch between them or drag them up and do the split screen thing uh, yeah. that way. Um, honestly, uh, I maintain that uh, the iPad should just do what uh, Mac OS does and just let me have Windows. Um, back on the iPad 2, I had jailbroken my iPad and uh, had that functionality, and it worked flawlessly, and it was incredible. I see absolutely no reason why Apple can't just implement windowed app management uh, on the iPad other than they just don't want to because they don't think it'll be pretty enough. It's not innovative enough. It won't fit with the aesthetic that we're going for. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's that's the main. I literally idea, but... use my Windows tablet with two apps running, like one right next to the other, all the time. Yeah, but like, I would rather have it to where I can have four, or like have one in the top left corner, and uh, like, and, and I know the that the screen they... was bigger. I I could do that on a Windows, and that that issue. At that point, you are going to be looking at some sort of performance impact. Sure, but if I could do that on an iPad 2, there's no way that the iPad, the current iPad Pro with, like, the fucking, like, 12-inch screen or whatever couldn't handle that. And then Apple it's running M1 the same, processor. Yeah, it's running the same processor as a full-size Mac computer like there's no yeah, reason why fair. yeah um speaking of which uh mac os monterey unites your apple devices it says that the new version of mac os um will include share play shared with you in the facetime improvements a uh, new feature called universal control will let you use both your mac and an ipad with one trackpad or mouse letting you drag and drop files between the two devices if you need to use one as a full featured second display so I there it's just a computer. It's just a Mac. That's all it is. Yeah, uh it, it is cool that you can basically just put your your iPad next to your MacBook and uh turn on that feature and suddenly you have a second screen for your MacBook. Yeah. Um and then also if you want to, you can like you can use it as a second computer, but your mouse and keyboard will just kind of uh, it's uh, similar to uh, whatever the hell that that software is. Synergy. Is yeah, that that's what I. Except for I can't drag and drop between the two. Yeah. Um. It, like it's it's a little more uh, integrated because Apple, but um. Yeah, you can you can like just kind of use it as a as a software KVM, which is really neat. Um. Yes. And then like also it. they're they're overdoing Safari. They don't mention in here. Uh, they're also getting rid of. They're not immediately getting rid of it, but probably either the next version of macOS or the one after that. They're going to get rid of. Um, I think it's mail plugins. Um, they're they're being replaced with mail extensions. Probably just a different API. Uh, that that sandboxes the extension from uh the mail app, uh, akin to com add-ins in uh office versus their web add-in api uh also um there oh there was something there was something else like pretty significant that they're getting rid of oh uh automator uh they are they are 
starting to sunset automator and replacing that with shortcuts. Uh, and they are adding more functionality on Mac OS for shortcuts, uh, obviously stuff that they can't put on iOS un unless they, uh, they lose their lawsuit so hard that the judge goes, nope, iOS is just an open platform now, uh, which won't happen, but, um, That'd be nice. they're, they're adding like shell scripting to, uh, shortcuts on Mac OS and, uh, They'll probably within the next couple of versions of Mac OS end up either completely removing Automator or uh, deprecating it into the ground. Uh, in case you don't know, Automator is essentially the uh, Mac OS equivalent of Task Scheduler, but with a little more functionality. Like you can you can kind of drag and drop script blocks in there to uh, have it perform various actions. Uh, it's a really, really cool tool. Um, Windows would do very well to have something similar to that. Uh, I'm sure that there's a third-party utility that does the same thing on Windows, but uh, having something like that integrated into the operating system would be a lot cooler than suddenly dropping a weather widget in my taskbar that looks like shit um, whenever I updated my machine last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Windows, Windows did that. Um, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Watch OS added some added some health stuff like a a Pilates and Tai Chi workout, but I don't care. I don't care about that. Uh, they, there's a they, it, Watch OS is is a second class citizen on, on in Apple's world. Uh, they're they just add health shit to it, and then they add like a new hardware feature to the watch every year and like that's it yeah there's a health app overhaul i guess um which which does some extra stuff but again i i don't care um they're getting a trends feature analyzes your data in 20 categories over time cool icloud gets the plus treatment oh yes this is something i don't actually like very much with ios 15 icloud subscribers are about to get uh, new premium features as part of the service called uh, Service Apple Dubs iCloud Plus. Basically, it tacks on a VPN-like feature called Private Relay uh, that masks your internet activity by sending it through two separate relays. Apple claims uh, this means no one can see your browsing data, including Apple. You also get the ability to create burner emails via Hide My Email if you use HomeKit-enabled smart security camera. I think the reason I didn't like it was because you have to pay extra. Ah, oh, oh, no, you don't. It says the good news is you want to pay extra for these features. Current iCloud subscribers will be automatically updated when iOS 15 launches later this fall. Also coming to iCloud are two new features, account recovery and digital legacy. Uh, the former allows you to send security codes to trusted friends and family if you lose your device. The latter lets you designate someone to access your files after death. Okay. It's sort of uh, like an executor for your digital files in case, you know, you die. So um, um, I don't want yeah, anybody I, accessing I'm... my files. <laughs> uh, if Facebook. If I pass away prematurely, you have permission to curate my pornography. Okay, perfect. Facebook uh, has had functionality very similar to that um, for quite a while. And yeah. I, I actually did, I did designate one of my, one of my, uh, friends as the uh, the guy who gets access to my account in in case I die. Um, Is it me? No. 
Oh. You would have gotten an email. Oh, okay. Um, um that's cool. I haven't I, I have not done that. I, I don't plan on dying. <laughs> Ever. Just in general, I don't plan on dying. Um it says there were some AirPods updates, smart home and more. Um Siri's coming to some third party smart home devices, which I guess is cool, but Siri kinda sucks. Siri uh, does suck. Yeah. Spatial audio support, HomePod mini speaker, and new Apple 4K for home theater setup. Uh, Maps is getting a redesign. Uh, they're just labeling it. sucks. Yeah, they're yeah, labeling no it. Shit. They're just labeling it Google Maps for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and the weather app is getting a dark skies feature, including a new look and granular precipitation updates. Um, so okay, so you. I don't think you know what that is or what that means. Um, um, dark sky was an app that, uh, I used even whenever I was on Android. Uh, it's a really, really cool local, um, weather app akin to, uh, weather underground, except, uh, dark sky isn't owned by the weather channel, which is a data aggregation company. No, it's not a weather company. Um, well, Apple bought Dark Sky and killed the Android app uh, shortly after I switched to iPhone. Um, and now they're getting ready to destroy the Dark Sky app entirely. And they're just going to roll all of the features that they care about into the weather app. And I'm kind of fucking pissed about it because the weather app has always sucked. Uh, a lot of Apple's built-in apps suck. And I'm nervous that they're not going to include like the radar and shit like that in the new weather app. And if they don't, I'm going to be fucking upset. I'm going to I'm going to be real upset. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, that's all I, I have to say. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they're killing your favorite app and you're going to have to move back to Android. Um Let's let's get let's what? go on to a lighter note. Let's move on to a lighter note unless anybody else has anything else to say about Apple. Fuck Apple? Yeah, fuck Apple. Um, They're remaking Munsters. I know this isn't necessarily something that we usually talk about on the podcast, like entertainment stuff, but uh, I like the Munsters, like like the old TV show, and apparently they're they're making a new movie, uh, and it's directed by Rob Zombie? Ooh, so close. So close. <laughs> I know. I was just like, okay, the, the movies that he's made, and I could be wrong, but we've got House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, the Devil's the third movie in that in that trilogy that just came out like a year or two ago. Uh the and Devil's the Monsters? Uh Halloween. The Halloween me- oh, remake. He did make the Halloween the, remake, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah the Ooh. shitty fucking remake. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Yeah, I, I like. I would like to go back to forgetting about those, if that's okay with you guys. Okay, perfect. I, I highly expect to hear a bong hit here soon. Um, but anyway, so so he's made primarily horror movies. Bong. Yeah, exactly. So he's made horror movies recently. <laughs> Or, or not recently, but he's like he primarily made very bloody. Yeah, historically he's made very bloody horror movies, not just like a horror movie, but like terribly bloody and he's made violent saw movies. movies. 
They're, they're gore porn. Yeah, they're gore porn. And now he's making monsters? That does not... Well, he's, he's, he's getting soft and he's getting nostalgic in his old age. Well, I'm just wondering. Well, Rob's going to be selling out, man. I liked him when he was pure. Uh, Supposedly, he's been chasing after this project for 20 years. That is so weird. But it's probably just something nostalgic that he remembers. Because, like, he also, like, very obviously has a really strong connection to the 60s. Uh, you You can see that from, like, pretty much everything that involved White Zombie. Uh, so like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm just wondering <laughs> what his take on the monsters is going to be like. I, I am absolutely certain that it is going to be, uh, a, a campy, uh, completely like tongue in cheek, uh, just homage. And he's not going to do anything weird with it. I want to see the monsters horror porn. Okay, like gore porn. <laughs> I want to see Herman Munster <laughs> ripping people's arms off me. Like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> you want, you want like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's the Munsters family. No, I would like I, I would like it to be kind of that campy, like homage. Oh, you, you want then... you want Resident Evil Seven starring the Munsters. Exactly. I think that's what Freedon's looking for. Yeah. Here, here you go. Yeah, I just... The Texas Chainsaw rom-com. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to see how this progresses. It's going to be a long time uh, before this thing gets made. Uh, but Rob Zombie also said Universal Studios, which controls the fanti- uh, franchise. Speculation is that the film would be direct uh, for the company's streaming service, Peacock. But that's unconfirmed. Um. There's there's been no updates uh, since since then, so we don't really know. Other than it's getting made by Rob Zombie, the Munsters is coming back, which I I, I I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Munsters. I used to watch it uh, when I was a kid on Nick at Night uh, at my grandma's house. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Anyway, Evans, oh. I I well, I wasn't watching it br- when it was new. <laughs> The Munsters was an old TV show when I was a kid. Sixty-year-old Nathan, yeah, sixty, hosting the video game podcast. Yeah, back back in my day, we had Space War and we were happy. We played it played on oscilloscopes. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on to another actual tech thing. Uh, the FBI apparently took and created their own encrypted messaging service similar to whatsapp or uh uh there's another one like whisper or oh i'm sorry what was that signal 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 uh but they created one called social networking app where you post like your hot takes on people you know irl oh oh Oh, that seems like a good idea yeah um so they created their own called Adam, A-D-O-M, Adam, Adam, Anom, Anom, A-N-O-M, A-N-O-M, I'm sorry, I was looking through the thing and I, I did it by memory, Anom, which makes sense, like anonymous, uh, as in anonymous, anonymous, <laughs> tell me, Aroa, since you're the one who brought this up, what, what, what happened, what happened with this? 
Uh, so basically, um, as Nathan said, the FBI started up their own little telegram, uh, and it was just a giant sting operation. Um, a global scale uh, internet sting operation where uh, tons of international criminals uh, signed up for uh, this Anom service thinking that they could use it to orchestrate international crime. Uh, and then uh, over the course of like three years, uh, the FBI just kind of took all of the data that they got from this backdoored uh, encrypted messaging service and used it to crack down on uh, dozens of huge criminals. Uh, they they got data from uh, somewhere around 12,000 different devices located in over 90 different countries. Uh, like, it, it's kind of incredible. But, um, you know, this is this is kind of my response to people who go, well, we need a backdoor and encryption or else the government can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah they can. It's it's they do this. They, they they get creative and they come up with new ways to make <laughs> honeypots that stupid people go into. This is why you don't use an encrypted messaging app that is an open source. So they actually, they actually did this, I remember, a couple of years ago. I don't know if we reported on it or not, um, but there was an illegal site on Tor that the FBI took control of. And that illegal site uh, then ended up getting like 127 members arrested um, because it would track anybody that logged in. It would, it would actually see their IP address, which is the whole point of tour is you're not supposed to be able to do it, but because the FBI basically they went and found the servers and instead of turning the servers off, they just changed They you know, they put in their own stuff to monitor what was going on on the servers. Uh, and from reports uh, until they shut it down and arrested the people that were going on there, they, uh, they actually made it run better than it had previously. <laughs> um, and and then eventually uh, they ended up shutting it down and, and arresting the 120 or 150 people, however many were. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is exactly what they'll do, is they'll create their own app uh, and, and then just catch people. And it looks like 35 arrests were made and $3.7 million in assets uh, as part of their interlinked operation and like so oh that was in new zealand that was just in new zealand yeah that was just in new zealand uh part of uh that whole thing too um the the like tour thing um i I actually saw a video very recently uh that was talking about like how to get online security in 2021 um and like Part of it was use Tor uh, for for things because Tor is the only way to make sure that your your internet usage isn't being tracked, and that's just an outright fabrication. Um, the the thing about Tor is that it's it's the same thing as uh, the idea of like, well, I'm using eight different proxies, so there's no way the government can track me. Uh, sure, they can. Like 
the the thing is your your information is hidden from every node except for the last one because the last one needs to know where you're going uh so and that's called an exit node so mm -hmm. oftentimes there are poisoned exit nodes that uh and and that's what the FBI would have been would have been running that and they're they're obviously toxic private service but uh anybody running an exit node can just monitor all the traffic coming out of it and there are a ton of poison exit nodes that are just honeypots waiting for people to try to go to silk road number 5 or whatever and they'll just fuck you over it like no matter what like the traffic somehow has to get back to you and since you don't know who's running the exit node, there's no way for you to know for sure that your data is actually secure. In that way, ironically enough, a VPN service, which is very much overhyped and overmarketed right now, would be safer. Although you need to know that you can trust the VPN service. And yeah. that's well, a whole other deal. And you could mix them. You could do a VPN and you then you can You can do Tor or, or a VPN over Tor. Uh, and that can be more effective, but honestly, at some point, you should just stop trying to use publicly available shady internet services, and yeah. uh, you know, like like just and, use use Signal, yeah. And so get in, get into a crime group that way if you really want to. <laughs> don't don't get into a crime group. That's that's our recommendation. Don't don't get into crime. And if you do go and get into crime, support our Patreon. Uh, don't actually. We don't have a Patreon. But one day. One day we'll have a Patreon when we get our tens of listeners. Um, let's move on, and we're going to talk about the last one, which is MoviePass. Uh, that's, a, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, no what's shit. Up, what's up with MoviePass, Aroa? Uh, so it turns out... Um... <laughs> <laughs> on top of them having an awful business model that destroyed the company, uh, they tried to fix the awful business model by doing things that were probably illegal. Uh, oh, oh, like what? So, so uh, they would uh, falsely invalidate users' passwords and say that they detected fraud on their accounts. Um. And, and and like they they did this to seventy five thousand customers. Holy uh, shit! And then whenever you would go to reset your password, it just wouldn't work. So MoviePass was essentially taking your money, locking your account out, and then saying that it was for your own good. <laughs> when in reality, it was because you were costing the company too much money. Um, they seems... they also launched. That seems illegal. Yeah. Um yeah. They, they also launched a ticket verification program, uh, which it doesn't describe what uh that was in this article, but it basically did the same thing. It blocked thousands of people from being able to use the service that they were paying for. Um but the the uh the big one was they used uh, what were referred to as tripwires, 
that blocked certain groups of users, typically those who viewed more than three movies per month, from using the service after they collectively hit certain thresholds based on their monthly cost to the company. Um, so like they were they were monitoring groups of people like like the large groups of people who were watching too many movies and when any subset of that group reached a certain threshold they just locked all of them out that is because not not a good thing like, <laughs> like they were trying so hard to make this a sustainable business model and it was not going to happen even if they did illegal shit like this uh and it it just like to further reinforce why they they felt that this was necessary um i don't know if it was the comments on this mashable article or if it was on reddit um that i saw this but there were people who had movie pass uh who were talking about whenever they they had it um and we're talking about uh they would they found out that like the card was not like a special card by any means it just was essentially set to where you can only spend a certain amount of money over the course of a day so they would go to like a matinee showing and get like an eight dollar ticket and then use the movie pass card to also buy snacks and a drink because nice. it was underneath that that threshold like the 15 uh, some or people, something like that yeah some people would um, go and pre-order movie tickets from like a kiosk at the theater. So that way they could buy movie tickets for themselves and all their friends for like a week in advance and never pay for any of them. Because as far as MoviePass was concerned, they were just seeing the same movie every day for a week. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. I So here's <laughs> like... the thing. I like... The concept of Movie Pass, yeah, uh, and I it's think, great. and I think that's that. Comp like uh, Regal and AMC are probably work like they are working on their own subscription thing. I AMC, um, I think, did launch their own subscription thing. It's it's a lot more expensive, but it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, but like I like the idea that you you just pay a monthly amount, whether that be twenty or thirty bucks. I know Movie Pass was like cheap. It was like. 10 bucks a month. $10. Yeah. But like, I think 20 or 30 would be fair depending on how many movies you're watching. Uh, because there are some people, well, obviously not right now with the giant pandemic that's still ongoing, uh, that hopefully will soon be subsiding. But, uh, I think that, you know, charging 20 or $30 for unlimited movies would be really good for for movie theaters because then they get that subscription model which so many companies are are going towards. Uh that's why Adobe switched to a subscription model because yeah, you could pay $600 for Photoshop or we can charge you $30 a month and continue to get that money every single month. So it makes a lot more sense to do it that way. And I think Coffee $10 a month cough. Game Pass, yeah, Game Pass, uh, and I'm a huge supporter of Game Pass. So many games, so many games I can play on Game Pass, and there's more coming out, and we'll talk about that next week. But 
I, I, I'm a huge supporter of Game Pass. And yeah, it is costing every single month. Uh, but that means that Microsoft is getting that money every single month. And it's only 10 bucks a month for the Game Pass for PC that I pay for. So, uh, apparently they did some really shady stuff. And also, it says here, see also, MoviePass left customers' credit card numbers exposed on unprotected server. Because, oh. of course, they did. Yeah. On top of everything else, they didn't secure people's personal information. It doesn't yeah. really seem like they cared about their customers that much. Yeah, it says, for example, the think? company stored customers' personal data, including financial information and email addresses, in plain text and failed to impose restrictions on who could access personal data. Um, that's not good. Uh, it says the <laughs> MoviePass and its parent company agreed to settle the FTC's allegations, which comes with uh, prohibitions on misrepresenting future businesses and implementation of better data security. Uh, but realistically, there should they're be dead. some sort... They're dead, and there, there should be some sort of class action lawsuit uh, for... Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, because right, like, first off, this the, is criminally negligent. The yeah, yeah. the credit card the credit card numbers exposed on unprotected server. That's a class action lawsuit, and then literally canceling people's like passwords intentionally and then not letting them reset it. That <laughs> that should be at least another class action lawsuit. I'm seeing two with just that. When they were purposely screwing people over. And I understand. They weren't making money. They should have charged more for their service. People who watch a ton of movies probably would have been fine paying $20 a month. But even at $20 a month, it probably still wasn't sustainable. This this it's, type of... It's subs- not going to be yeah. whenever you're not... Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't charge people less than what they're taking from you. And yeah. that, that's what's going to happen with a business like that. They should have worked with theaters from the very beginning. Same way with how Game Pass does its shit. Game Pass doesn't like buy games for $60 and then give you the license for $10 a month. Game it, like Microsoft works with the publisher slash developers of those games to go, here's what we will pay you for um, uh, however many months that we will leave your game on our marketplace. And that's just, that's how it works. And then you pay Microsoft $10 a month. Microsoft pays that game developer like $500,000 for a year or or six months or whatever uh, worth of of you being able to play that game. Or they own the studios. Or they own the studios and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. They just put everything on there because they know that hardware doesn't matter anymore. It's all in the software. They can make the money. It's all in the software and subscriptions. And so that's how they make all of their money, which is a lot of money. So uh, I hate it too. And I think MoviePass did try working with theaters, but the theaters weren't the going. The screws looked at it was like, why the fuck would we do that? Yeah, that yeah. sounds awful. And I think that I would be surprised if Regal didn't come up with one of those. Uh, I'm not sure what. Uh, movie theaters are more popular in your area. Is it AMC or is it Regal? Regal. Uh, I am. Uh, it's AMC here. Okay. Uh, so it's it's about a 50-50 spread there. So 
Uh, mine is Regal. We don't have any AMC uh, movie theaters here. But yeah, like it it seems to me that if they don't create some sort of subscription model, then they're losing a lot of money because there are a lot of people who would sign up for that subscription model right away and then not use the service that much. But it would just be a nice thing to have. Um, of course, there's always going to be people who kind of abuse the system, but I could still see them making a lot of money off of that. Like, there are people who are going to watch a movie every single day, but there yeah. are no, but there that's a pretty uncommon amount of people are going to be doing that. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a way that this could work, but movie pass obviously couldn't and there was another one that was similar to movie pass right that we've spoken about before it starts with an s i think and it also shut down i remember but yeah i can't remember what it's called yeah it also shut down and just wasn't wasn't working out so it's unfortunate but uh, that's what happens anyway uh next week expect a long long podcast because we'll be covering a lot of the stuff that happened from E3 that that's going on this week. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, E3 and like the summer game showcase too. Yeah. God damn it. Um, cyberpunk monk question. Yeah. Is, are, are we doing our Clinton's core classic next week? I thought that was canceled mm. next week. As far as I know, we're going next week. This week has been canceled. Oh, this week is canceled. This week is canceled. Oh. Oh. Oh, I thought that it was next week that was canceled. Because uh, I'm going to check right now. I'm going to check on the calendar. Uh, no, it is next week. This week is not canceled. This week is canceled. I guarantee you. Uh, beware, friends. I have been very busy this week. 14 hours, days with internet allergies. I have very little time. Uh, I don't think I'm ready for this week's session. Many apologies. Okay, so you are correct because uh, it just got canceled a, a, a few minutes ago. Four minutes ago, it got it got canceled. So I will remove that from the list. Uh, but it's also canceled next week. And do you know why it's canceled next week? Because you're anticipating a really long podcast? No, because Clinton's getting married. Oh right, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't want to like fucking lose or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our DM is 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 not going to be there. So next, what I'm saying is next week, very long podcast. Uh, be prepared. Bring bring water bottles to pee in Aroa. So we will be back next Don't week. Don't worry about it. I have plenty. <laughs> oh, good, good. We'll be back next week. Thank you for being here, Aroa. Yep, no problem. Watch me on Twitch. Yeah, me too. And thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. Yep, no problem. Watch me on Twitch. And I'll be back next week. Uh, no problem. Watch me on Twitch. Goodbye. Goodbye. So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale, and nerdy. 
Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 302 for June 13th, 2021. I'm going to restart 